Welcome to the Mindful Agility Podcast. If you're just joining us, this podcast explores success through the development of two uncommon skills, mindfulness and agile. Mindfulness skills produce deep insight. By practicing mindfulness, we can see opportunities, dangers, and interdependencies around us that we didn't see before. We can analyze the causes of what we see with less cognitive bias. And we can choose things to fix that we actually can fix. Agile skill produces rapid innovation. To do anything new, we need to experiment to find things that work. By practicing Agile, we learn to keep risks low and learning high when we experiment. We learn how to deliver little bits of value others can use so we can see how they use or don't use our work. We learn to adapt rapidly to discoveries so we can exploit opportunities right away rather than waiting until those opportunities go stale. Neither of these skills are intuitive, so whether you're agile, mindful, or both, you must practice and keep practicing. This episode is a subchapter from a future book with working title, Mindful Agility. Here it is, subsection 1.2 of Mindful Agility, Practice Matters. My colleagues, Morella Patali and Dan Dixon, will pipe in with examples and thoughts as we go. Let us know what you think. Practice matters. Quote, the great way is not difficult. It just resists choosing. Jianxi Senkan. Mindful practices help you gain insight into the world around you. To operate skillfully in a complex world, knowing more about the present moment, the causes of the present moment, and how to influence outcomes are the skills of mindfulness that can help you. You likely have heard of one practice, mindfulness meditation, but it is only one of many. Mindfulness as a practice is more than just being conscious or aware of something. It is the skill of observing the present moment by moment with curiosity and non-judgment. Mindful Perspective Mindfulness starts with being aware enough to deeply see that everyone experiences similar challenges and empathize with them. We all face sickness or health, feel trapped or free, grieve or celebrate, experience death or birth. We aren't very objective. We like to blame others for the bad stuff and take credit for the good. But we are so interconnected to family members, co-workers, citizens, humans, animals, and everything else, it's impossible to nail down a single root cause. But still, we stick to blaming and taking credit, even in our own minds, so it's hard to make decisions based on facts. One of my first insights when I started practicing mindfulness was that I had been running my whole life towards accomplishment after accomplishment, without ever stopping to truly enjoy what I had accomplished. I suddenly felt exhausted. At the time, I was working night shift as a neurocritical care nurse while going to grad school to become a nurse practitioner, as well as taking care of a family. Mindfulness practice helped me ask some important questions to myself. 
why was I doing what I was doing? What was really important to me? What gives my life meaning? When I slowed down and took time to examine my life with mindfulness, I faced some hard decisions. And what happened is that I changed my degree. I found my passion, or better say, uncovered the passion that I already had, which was to teach. And I became a nursing instructor instead. And I never looked back. That was a great decision. We have more impact than we imagine. Your actions survive your departure, and they echo through those you have touched. People you don't even know may see you coaching your child, calming your boss, or soothing your friend, and then try it out themselves. Those people then help create a healthier world for those around them, and sometimes for you too. With all that weighty responsibility, what actions should you take? Mindfulness practices provide insight to help you decide. Agile perspective. Agile starts with the awareness that to accomplish anything new, we have to take risks. If someone had done something before, we could just mimic what they did. If something valuable could be done without risk, someone else would likely have done it before. Risk means there's a chance we might fail in an effort. So when we take a risk, we can think of it as running an experiment. The purpose of an experiment is to learn. A risk-free experiment doesn't help us learn. We knew we would succeed. We succeeded. Nothing learned. Whether an experiment succeeds or fails, there are costs and benefits. The cost, at minimum, is that our time was expended. But depending on the outcome, the cost can go much higher. For example, if we try making a new type of salad and it tastes lousy, the cost is our time and materials. If we make it as part of a meal for friends, the cost could be higher. Our reputation as a cook might be impaired. We might suffer embarrassment depending on our own self-image. Not a huge cost. If we're hoping to repair a relationship, though, and make a lousy salad, the personal cost could be high. And if we run a restaurant and experiment with customers without warning them, our ratings could drop, a high financial cost. Agile stems from the discovery of something called chaos theory. It tells us we can improve results in new situations by running a succession of short-term, low-cost experiments to test our assumptions and learn. Rather than planning all the successive experiments up front, we use the results of each experiment to determine what the next experiment will be. Those experiments are typically not just used to learn more, but also to build better stuff, make better investments, raise better children, and so forth. This idea of running low-cost, low-time, low-risk experiments in succession leads to great outcomes. Agile practices create innovative solutions to problems sustainably. If you want to contribute new things to our world, you must experiment. Agile practitioners lean into failures 
which they interpret as the outcomes of experiment. They learn something from failure and continue to experiment. But their experiments must be cheap, fast, and low risk because expensive, slow, high risk experiments could prevent further experiments. They could be big disasters. You mentioned that agile practitioners lean into failures. This one has been and still is one of the most difficult practices for me because I am a perfectionist. What helped me become more comfortable with failure is the idea of small, low-cost, low-risk experiments. I can now experiment with a new recipe by cooking for two rather than trying to make a batch for the whole week. Agile practices have driven tremendous success, especially as the world evolves to emphasize creativity and human work. The problem with recipes is that they can be automated and delegated to machines, but the work that remains is creative, and that's where Agile practices succeed. So Agile is a growingly important skill, not only for software engineers, but for managers, parents, marketers, athletes, and just about everyone. How Mindfulness and Agile Support Each Other Why should mindful people practice Agile? As you become more mindful with all those great insights, at some point you'll need agility to go further. For example, bringing one person out of homelessness might be doable with mindfulness alone. We can learn how others have succeeded. We can act mindfully to forge a long-term solution. But bringing all homeless people to a stable, healthy life requires innovation. No one has done it successfully so far. Will it be you? Why should agile people practice mindfulness? As you become more agile with all those great innovations, at some point, you will need mindfulness to go further. Our lives are filled with people, some of them deeply unhappy, self-centered, and dysfunctional. In fact, we might be in those categories. These folks impede our experiment and our progress. Mindful practices help you first gain relaxed objectivity in challenging situations so you can think clearly. And then they help you discover and implement solutions to those very human problems. Each of these areas, mindfulness and agility, are well-designed, internally coherent systems. When I started this writing project, I considered splitting it into two, one called Mindful Systems, one called Agile Systems. But the combination is more than the sum of its parts. Advanced mindfulness practitioners have, inevitably, realized they need Agile practices to make progress in the real world. Advanced Agile practitioners have incorporated mindfulness practices for a similar reason. So I'm going to discuss both. Through mindfulness and agility, your actions can matter more to your family, colleagues, society, and the future. Dealing with my perfectionism is one example of how mindfulness and agility have worked together for me. It is my mindfulness practice that has helped me not to be so hard on myself when I fail, be more compassionate and forgiving with myself. 
and become more resilient. It is my agile practice, on the other hand, that helps me be more comfortable with failure and learn from it while making progress and minimizing losses. Success requires practice. Mindfulness and agility teach high-performance skills that require practice. When you think of famous athletes, actors, executives, or politicians, each typically has an army of trainers, coaches, and mentors. Successful people who want to remain successful continue to practice and improve, suffering setbacks, discovering workarounds, remaining calm, and innovating. Practicing Mindfulness Mindfulness practitioners do more than meditate. They ritually practice, observing the present moment in different forms. They observe one thing for a decent amount of time, say five to ten minutes, to learn to limit distraction. They observe everything for a decent amount of time to learn to avoid cognitive attachments. They practice compassion, observing life from another's perspective with an emotional connection. They practice self-compassion, observing their own life as a loving friend would. They practice causal analysis, not solving problems by picking the first defective person or thing to blame, but instead asking why over and over like a three-year-old to understand more deeply and discover root causes. They practice identifying leverage points, finding effective long-term solutions that aren't very expensive. They practice no self-thinking, considering the ecosystems they inhabit as self. Mindfulness practices build insight. Mindful practitioners make better decisions that help more people long-term. For example, many successful CEOs, humanitarians, military leaders, and helpful neighbors practice mindfulness. Practicing Agility Agile practitioners do more than experiment. They practice aligning to a purpose, so their actions and the actions of their friends reinforce each other. They practice minimizing drag to reduce obligations and distractions that weigh them down. They practice prioritizing for their driving purpose, for feedback, and for risk reduction. They practice crafting lightweight experiments to learn faster with less fear. They practice measuring leading indicators to rapidly learn what happened in an experiment. They practice iterating to learn and improve incrementally towards their long-term purpose. They practice taking responsibility for all outcomes to focus on what they can change. Agile practices innovate. Agile practitioners create new solutions to problems, sometimes problems people didn't even realize they had. For example, many scientists, entrepreneurs, social innovators, and creative parents practice agility. Summary 
Mindfulness and agility are practical philosophies that help us become more effective and more innovative. If you're familiar with one of these concepts, you may have assumed it narrowly applies to a particular field. For example, mindfulness helps with anxiety and depression and has been applied to pain control in medicine. Buddhists apply mindfulness to reduce suffering, which also includes grief, anger, reactivity, and unhealthy attachment. And yet, mindfulness has been extended beyond its initial field to characterize mindful organizations, mindful leaders, mindful parents, etc. Agility was first defined for software engineering management, and the Agile Manifesto is very explicit about that connection. And yet we now have agile businesses, agile research, agile families, etc. In this work, I've articulated the practices of both mindfulness and agile for these purposes. First, to be general enough to use mindful or agile as adjectives for an appropriate system in any field. Second, to be specific enough to assess the relative mindfulness or agility of that system and help us diagnose problems. Third, to be prescriptive enough to suggest improvements. Exercises. Exercise one. Dip your toe into the world of mindfulness meditation. Find a quiet place or put on some noise-canceling headphones where you won't be disturbed for 15 minutes. We provide a guided focus mindfulness meditation at this URL, sr.link slash mam focus. Write down your thoughts after this meditation. Exercise two. Many self-help guides will ask you to choose a noble purpose. Don't do that right now. A mindful approach would have you start by observing the present moment. So imagine someone who observed your actions over the past week. If we asked them to describe your purpose based on your actions, what would they say? Write that down as honestly as you can. Don't embellish what you've done, but don't undersell it either. Exercise three. Think of a person you admire. Search for that person on the web to see if they practice meditation. Expand your search to include others in the same field as the person you admired. What did you find? Thanks for joining us today. Send feedback to info at mindfulagility.com. If we use it, we will credit you in the book forward. Support us by sharing a link to Mindful Agility or this episode on social media. If you'd like to receive text and audio chapters of this book as we produce them, head over to mindfulagility.substack.com and subscribe. Free subscribers will get temporary access to chapters as they're produced in text form. Premium subscribers will get audio versions of the chapters, which you can listen to uninterrupted. We'll also make archives of previously released chapters available to premium subscribers so you can read or listen to chapters as they become available. By becoming a premium subscriber, you show your support for our work 
And of course, we are highly motivated to continue what we're doing because you've supported us. Many thanks to Morella Patali and Dan Dixon for co-hosting our show. References and other useful data are in the show notes. 